Hello, and welcome to Academy Conversations Uncut, a podcast of rare Q&As with the world's foremost filmmakers, hosted by the Academy and released for the first time to the public, unedited. Today's panel was recorded in August 2016 at the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, California. Discussing the movie South Side With You, a biographical romantic drama based on the first date between future president and first lady, Barack and Michelle Obama, we were joined by producer Robert Title, editor Evan Schiff, casting director Tracy Twinkie Bird, and composer Stephen James Taylor. The panel was hosted by Sadiq Sharma. Here's Sadiq. Good afternoon. My name is Sudeep Sharma, and I welcome you all to tonight's conversation. I'd like to remind you there's no photography during the event. Uh, Please join me in welcoming up our panel for tonight, uh, producer Bob Teitel, editor Evan Schiff, casting director Twinkie Bird, and composer Stephen James Taylor. Hello. I thank you for all being here. Um, I wanted to start off with you, Bob, and ask you how did, as a producer, how did you first hear about the project? How did you get attached to it? What what what, what attracted to you uh, to you? Well, a couple things attracted to me. I, I was a big and early supporter of President Obama, <laughs> and also the film being shot in Chicago was a big thing for me. And I just thought Richard wrote an amazing script, and it was interesting because Tika first brought me the script maybe a year and a half before they started shooting. And I just saw Tika's passion and how much she was talking about it when she was on board. And then I loved it, but I said, I don't know how to find the money for this. I wish I could do it. Mm-hmm. I was just being very forward and honest. And then I was fortunate enough where like a year later it came back and I sat down with Rich and Rich's vision of what he wrote was so on point. Like you could tell he shot the film five, six times in his head and he was so prepared and so disciplined and ready to make it, that it was like the combination of everything just made a lot of sense at the time. Because it's a really unique film in that it's not like a biopic and it's not really um, uh, uh, you know, about uh, just them, but it's a romance film. And I was wondering, how, how did you approach other people that are becoming part of the project in terms of talking about the story? How did you frame it? Well, it, it was interesting because it's, you know, we kind of, model it after like a Linkletter film, uh-huh. which he's done so well in the past with Before Sunrise and After Sunset. And it was just an intricate story. And I think people, you know, everybody up here could jump in, but it was the script that grabbed your attention and really grabbed your yeah. attention. I'm, I'm just curious too, of just um, about life rights. How does that work for something? Because they're public figures, obviously, right. but I mean. Well, it's interesting. They talked about that date. In uh, 2007, prior to the election, Rich read an article in the New York Times where they talked about their first date. And everything on that date actually happened except the community uh, summit kind of thing that he did. He did that three or four dates later. He, he waited for her to do that. And that's where he actually got her, I think. But uh, all the, you know, from going to Baskin Robbins, seeing do the right thing, going to a bar, they went to the Art Institute. So all those events they talked about very openly in the yeah. past. Well, and Twinkie, I want to ask about your involvement. You were t- just talking earlier about how, when you first heard about the script and how you got involved in it. I was wondering yes. if you could share that as well. Absolutely. I uh, have cast Tika on numerous occasions as casting director, cast her in a couple of projects, including Sparkle. 
And we became fast friends. And uh, she attended one of my events where I speak to young actors and artists and I share with them to create. I'm like, your hashtag should be hashtag create. Like, that's your job. And, uh, and leveraging your celebrity in order to create. And she called me one day and she said, remember when you said about leveraging my celebrity? I have something that's perfect and it's an independent and I, I just, it's got to be done, Twinkie. It has to be done. So she emailed it to me and I read it and we sat down at dinner and I said, I'm in. What do you need me to do? <laughs> like, who do I need to put it in front of? What do you need me to do? So that's, that's how it started for me three years ago. And then the, how did you find the uh, the actor who played the role of Barack Obama? I'm, oh. I'm kind of curious very specifically, like, were you looking for a look or mannerisms or, you, you know what you I know, mean? Like, what? we're artists. So there are times when you can do a spot on kind of thing. And there are times when it's someone that has the feel, you know what I mean? And, and and be open. So I try to be open about it. Uh, I've had numerous conversations, especially with my brother, Jeff, about Denzel playing Malcolm X. And he was like, open, open up, sis, open. So, you know, I, I had to open. And as I grow as an artist, I realized I'm looking for the feel. That's what I'm looking for, the feel. If you, when you feel it, there's nothing wrong. It's everything is right with the feeling. And, the cherry on top is the look. Oh, yeah. And so when I, when he sent in his audition tape and I sent it over to Richard, Richard was like, absolutely not. He's trying to do Barack Obama. And I was like, okay, breathe. All right. <laughs> Cause you know, it's the feeling. So I, I was, what about you? What about him bothers you? Like, what is it, Richard? Well, he's just trying to do it. And it's just, I was like, all right, breathe. It's going to be okay. This is what we're going to do. You try it and you tell me what you think. This is my feeling, but tell me what you think. Turning off the sound. <laughs> and he did it. And then he understood exactly what I was saying. And I said, now give him all the notes you want and let's try a take two. And that's how it happened. And did they perform together in another audition? Because they, they such did. Great there was a chemistry yeah. read, and it was. I had tears. It was as soon as I had tears and turned around to all these guys. They were like, "Yep, we're done." <laughs> Twinkie's crying. <laughs> it was easy once you saw them. Like you were done. Like yeah. that was it. Uh, and, and Stephen, I want to ask about um, you know you. you you work with other filmmakers like Charles Burnett, and I was want, want to know about what is maybe just your, you talk briefly about your process in terms of sc scoring a film, how do you approach it? Well, the main thing is to try to tune into the filmmaker's muse. It's not so much getting direction or sculling it out as it is, what inspired the director to do it this way, to, to direct the editor? What are the rhythm of the cuts? What's the general feeling? That, and I, I always cross-examine my directors. Mm -hmm. First question is, how, what do you want people to feel from this scene? What is it you want people to feel when they leave the theater? That's what I really work from, because those are real emotional values. And I can translate that into music or style or instrumentation. Those things are, I think, of lesser importance than addressing what it is that the writer-director wants to, mm -hmm. people to feel. Yeah. Well, and it's such a unique story too in that, that it's, it's a one day story and I feel like the music does a really great job of, of making that journey from you know, beginning afternoon to evening and I was wondering is that something you were thinking about in the film was that one of the director's feelings? Yeah, yeah. it was really important to keep it really simple uh, <laughs> and, and just kind of have one 
theme, one sort of sound that would that would tie all the different scenes together and kind of just frame the emotion that was already that was already inherent in the performances. Uh, but in in this particular case, I had two instruments made custom made for this, one for Barack and one for Michelle. Uh, Barack's instrument is something called a uh, baritone guitar, but it has 31 frets instead of 12, which means you can get these really fine gradations of pitch that I think address the nuance oh. of, of some of their performances. And then for Michelle, I have an instrument that a violin maker friend of mine made. Uh, we call it the Transcendello. And it's a cross between a pedal steel guitar and a cello and a Vietnamese instrument called the Dan Bao. So you bow it like a cello, but the pedals can change the pitch. And you can pluck it. You can also hit it with mallets. But I used it mostly as a kind of cello substitute, something you couldn't quite identify, but it was familiar. And, uh, and in her case, the first thing you hear is just one note because she's not given anything, mm -hmm. right? And as the movie goes along, then that, that instrument starts to open up. And at the very end, they play the same melody together with the guitar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Evan, I, want, I, I wanted to ask you too, you, you've, you have a very extensive uh, filmography and you've worked on a lot of action films like Hellboy 2 and, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I'm wondering how did you approach this project uh, was it differently from an action film, or, or is there a genre that you like working with more than the other? Uh, I'll take any any genre, definitely. Yeah. But this was uh, uh, the movie that I cut right before this uh, was a Salma Hayek kind of genre horror movie. And one thing that was really refreshing about coming to this movie is that nobody died. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciated that. Um, you know, but there's different challenges. I mean, I'm cutting an action movie right now, and it's been enlightening to kind of to see the different challenges of between cutting an all dialogue film and going into more action. Um, the cutting something that's entirely dialogue, it, it's it, even given the limited amount of footage that we would have had on a, on a film of this size, it's challenging because you have to really figure out, I mean, not only what do we want the actors to say, what do we want the story to be, um, but the cut points are also not you know, they're not as obvious as if you've got like a fight scene. Yeah. Um, that's probably my daughter in the back. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so it, that was a good challenge, you know, for me and for Rich to kind of discover together um, how do we pace this the way that we want it to be paced um, and how do we communicate the story that we want uh, to be told. Well, I really like the ending with that last cut between the two of them. And I'm wondering if, if, if that was something in the script or that came out of the editing room or? Uh, it was a, a little bit of a mix. The, the original script had um, Michelle's mother come back at the end mm -hmm. and be like, so, you know, yeah. not, not a date. <laughs> and uh, uh, it took a while to get that kind of that back and forth right. And how much time do we spend on both characters? And I, I really liked, you know, we had one version where it was, you just saw Michelle once and you just saw Barack once. Um, I like coming back to Michelle for that second little, just even it's just a you know a tiny little peek. Yeah. You know she does that little thing with her lip and looks away, and it's like for me that was the perfect way to end the film. That's great. You know, to their credit too, I got to say that Evan and Rich like the cut that I saw first. That's pretty much the cut you see. Like there wasn't yeah. right, there wasn't yeah. a lot of changes or notes, notes, and every single scene we shot is in the film. So there wasn't like anything. You know, it's all there. Yeah. And to their credit, it was like right on point, right when they showed it to us. And you, you premiered the film at Sundance, and I was, I was wondering for, for all of you, what was the experience 
going there, how, coming out of, the, out of the festival, how was all of that for, for any of you? I loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> they have a great community at Sundance. It's just absolutely beautiful and it was brilliant. And it's got a standing ovation. And, you know, it, it, a lot of the cast was there. And, and it was an awesome, awesome time and an epic event. They were feeling the love. <laughs> do, do you know if uh, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama have seen the film? They have the film. Yeah. We don't know if they've seen the film, but I know a lot of people in their circle have seen the film. I don't, I, I don't feel like it's not very presidential for him to come out and say, hey, I've seen come it. see this movie about us. <laughs> right. I wish about he would. Me. Let me tell you. I wish he would, but uh, I understand why he wouldn't. <laughs> Please say well, it. It's tweet it. Just tweet it. <laughs> Especially this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's also it's a very American film, and I'm wondering what you think about foreign audiences watching it, and how you think that what kind of response you'd want them to have about it. I mean, it's I think it's a love story, it you know. So I think if they're going to get into that more than anything else. And as you see, it's so non-political mm -hmm. in any kind of way. It's just like this simple first date. And I think people are really kind of feeling that part of it. And I hope that's what translates overseas. I think the world's still a little bit fascinated with the Obamas. I mean, yeah. it was unprecedented what we saw in 2008, that they were making songs about him in Irish pubs. And then the you know, villages in Japan had posters that said Obama because it sounds Japanese. You know? mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, so I think some of that still holds, and I think there'll be a, a curiosity. I mean, one of the things Evan was saying is you really do feel like that Parker was Barack at that age. Yes. I mean, and so it feels like you kind of got to peek in, into the past mm -hmm. of their actual lives. And I, 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 I think the European audience was, would take to it. Yeah. But don't quote me. <laughs> um, I want to also ask about uh, it. Uh, for all of you, how you worked with um, you know John Legend as being executive producer on the film, that song at the end is also by him. Did what was that experience for you, especially in terms of, for for you, Stephen? Did you did you uh, not directly when when uh, when we received that song, there was a uh, Richard wanted me to kind of connect the last music cue to that song. So I wrote a little bridge. It's about forty five seconds. That actually sounds a little bit like the intro. Uh, so. I, you could say I work with him indirectly and in writing an intro to his intro. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that, that kind of came in later in the process. Uh, so it's, this is your opening weekend and, and it's really exciting. And, but I'm also curious about what, what are your, some of your future projects you're, you all are working on? What are, what's, what's next for you? Uh, I'm editing John Wick 2 right now. Yeah. I went yeah. going back to the action world a little <laughs> bit. Um, but I, I like having that diversity on my resume. So it's, <laughs> hopefully I get to do another movie like this after yeah. I'm working with a couple uh, studio films and a couple independents and struggling between both of those right now. A lot of producing. <laughs> Trying. Yes. Uh, Charles Burnett has another uh, project coming up, a documentary. And then I just finished an animated series for uh, Disney China, a spinoff of Lilo and Stitch. And I'm taking my casting visionary to the screen, so I'm working on my directorial debut as a short film called The Counter, 1960. Thank you very much. That's exciting. Well, I, I want to thank you all for, for being here, and thank you for bringing the film. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks very for much. having me. Thanks for listening to Academy Conversations Uncut. 
We hope you enjoyed this unique access to a members-only Q&A at the Academy. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and help us reach film lovers around the world. This podcast was produced by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences.